Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing The Punisher, Season 2, Episode 5, One-Eyed Jacks. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. What is happening, Jeff Randall? Uh, what's happening is the Punisher is happening, man. Why are we Why are we stopping to talk right now? I'm just saying hi, you know, keep things cordial, check in. Uh, we're wasting time. Okay? All right, so the Punisher, I gotta get to episode six. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, well, uh, let's talk. Spoiler okay. alert for episode five. Uh, <laughs> he beat up a bunch of Russians, and that one was one of the most brutal kills we've ever had on screen, even in the Defenders. Oh my god, yes it was! Oh my lord. The, the weight to the face over and over rivaled... That rivals the car door. It rivaled the car door, for sure, because we saw like, it. Yeah, with the car door, you didn't see it happening, you just saw like... You saw everything around it going on, and like him having to force the door out of the guy's head to... You know, hit it back in. Yeah. But here we saw like swelling, mangled face, tor- you know, gashes it put in by disgusting. the by the weight. It, it was, was utterly disgusting, gnarly. Like, why can't we have that level of facial costume and makeup budget on like Billy Russo? Yeah, I don't think it's a budgetary issue with Billy Russo. I think it is. Uh, they they want him to still be. Pretty. Looking like Billy Russo, uh, which is kind of a bummer. I, I was looking forward to it. What, uh, let's talk Billy Russo this episode. Billy Russo this episode, I, I, like, it seems like he really, like, he's unhappy that he doesn't remember everything, but it, it looks kind of like he just kind of decided to just go with it and do a different thing. He's like, you know what? To hell with this whole, like, being upset that I don't remember shit. I'm I'm going to do my own thing. Well, to me, it just seems like he's going back to his ways. Like, last, last we checked in with Billy Russo before he got brought down, he had built a network of um, previously military people and used them as a way of gaining power and to build, like, his own personal army. Yeah. And now he's a lot less focused on... I guess focused on the status, and he already knows he's burned. I mean, he so now what is he going to do if he he builds an army of ex uh, military with that same sort of fervor? Uh, but now all he wants to do is bring down the system. I guess is what he like sounds like he's talking about with this guy anyway. But that might yeah. just be his way to get this guy under his control. It could be. Um, I'm real. Uh, like I've got I've got some some meta knowledge about. Uh, characters in the Marvel Universe who are ex-military and named Jake. Um, okay. That well, I, I mean, I'm, that, I'm applying to that guy. Okay, I think that's fair. What's the Jake knowledge, ex-military Jake knowledge? Jake Lockley is one of the civilian uh, aliases, one of the civilian, civilian identities. He's a cab driver uh, of Mark Spector, Moon oh, Knight. Moon Knight. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's where we're going here. It's not. It's not where they're going at all. But I do do think we're going with using more of Jigsaw, whatever, like using more of Billy Russo's abilities than just his fighting ability and his crazy, which I like. I I like that he, he built up this whole cult around himself before he went away. 
and he had this whole system and he was just using all these military people that are coming back from war and like using them for his own purposes and that's like a skill set he has sort of this manipulation um and uh i think it's interesting to see they're going down that road to let him do that again um yeah it makes me more excited about the character because we already know he's a little physically diminished from his previous glory yeah yeah he couldn't do as many push-ups right but if he can build something like he had before or even a even a more fanatical version um it could be a really interesting battle for the punisher to fight Especially since he's fighting a bunch, he would be fighting a bunch of ex-military men who've been sort of duped slash manipulated into this sort of fight. Um, it would be really sad, and I think the Punisher would have a hard time fighting those men. In the same way, we talk about the dude he he shot in the tunnel in season one. Um, could he could he shoot a bunch of people that are just like mentally off? They're just having a hard time, and these are his ex-brothers in the military, you know. Yeah, like, it's not their fault, you know, they're being manipulated by a bad person, but, like, how much of it is not their fault? Well, but then even, then even that, like, how much is Billy Russo's fault? Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean, is like, right. how much of it do you blame on Billy, and how much do you blame on them not standing up? Sure, no, I mean, even Billy Russo being a bad person, as you say, like, how much is that oh, his yeah. fault, and how much of it is legit crazy? Yeah, God, that's, oh. So, like, it is, it's not a different, it may be on a different scale because he's had very personal consequences doing, to deal with Billy Russo. And, and, and he's had this, and, and he used to be, consider him a brother and he feels like he's gone down this path. But it almost seems like the only real arc here in a way is to some sort of redemption for Billy. Like, that's the way to see Punisher out of this sort of spiral that he's on. But I don't know that that's the road. I think, I think we might be heading for more downward spiral of the Punisher. Uh, more and more gets taken away from him and less and less hope for a good life, you know? Dr. DeMont was like, you know, have we, have we talked about redemption for Billy Russo? And, that's just kind of like the question of his whole arc is like, can he be redeemed? And like, I'm leaning toward no, because you know, he was, he was doing such bad things. But then when you break his mind and just take away all of his memories, you know, what, what's left? That's the real question is like, is what's left a bad person? Like, is that the underlying thing? Because, uh, from what, um, when Madani was talking to Curtis, you know, Curtis was just saying that it wasn't the war that broke him or that, that turned him bad. It was greed. So like, is that greed still there? Is that the thing that's underlying? And is that bad enough to make him a bad person that, that Punisher needs to put down? Yeah, I do not know. And I'm, I'm very intrigued to find out what they do with his character and, and, and what it means for the Punisher in general. Because, you know, we, we've looked, the Punisher is a different kind of show. It, it makes some really different choices with its characters, but just having Punisher kill everyone it, it has kind of been their model. Um, and, and people that deserve it deserve it, but it, it, it's hard to see that with Billy Russo this season because even though he's he's very bad, he's very bad because he's broken at this point. Is there yeah. is, is there a distinction for Punisher, or is it just he's bad because he's broken, so it's still time to be put down? But it'll be more yeah. of a putting down instead of a punishing, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a mercy kill at that point. Last time, he did not mercy... He opposite of mercy killed Billy Russo. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to force you into living with this broken face and, you know, living with everything that you've done, and this is where I put you. Like, live in this shell of, a, of what you formerly were. And uh, he's not there. Billy just... He's not there. Ah, God, the show... Yeah. And then there's like, uh, you, you know, the the Pilgrim, you know, uh, I guess his name is John Pilgrim. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Mennonite, <laughs> the Mennonite ripoff. Like, he's got such a rough time in his life. And like, he's being forced into these things by these, this family, the Schultz family. Using his faith and using um, sort of strange interpretations of his religion to like, I don't know, control him and get him to do things that are clearly bad. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, the way that they said, like, you have to go back to New York, that's very, like, that very heavily leans into, like, he's not from this town. Like, he he found this town after a hard life. Yeah. After a hard life and some sort of situation in New York, it seems like. Yeah, at least some situation in New York. Maybe, maybe more. I mean, the... The tattoos that they keep focusing on, or the you know the scar tissue where there was tattoos, I guess that they keep focusing on, they seem kind of uh, like one of them looked like an iron cross, mm-hmm. or uh, you know like a like a navy cross or something like that mm. on his chest. Maybe um, he's ex-military too. I'm thinking he's probably ex-military, and you know got wrapped up in a bad life, and then you know kind of found his way into a religious society and was like, you know what, I'm going to give that up. And now his yeah. wife is dying in front of him, and all she wants, the last thing that she wants to see is his face. And, like, God, that rips my heart out. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and his acting there, like, so good. God, I'm tearing up because I'm thinking about his his reaction to that. That's a that's the mark of a good show in my mind when you can tear up because you're thinking about the plight of the villain. <laughs> God, it's so good. <laughs> Speaking of uh, faded tattoos or markings on your body, do you notice the markings on Doctor Dumont's arm? So Doctor Dumont has very parallel scar tissue on her on her right arm. Yeah. So what's that about? I don't know. It looked like very. I mean, I've seen that sort of thing before, where, you know, it's, like, this is almost a ritual for her. If it's if it's self-harm, then right. it's almost a ritual for her. And yeah, if it's self-harm, then that's, that's one answer, is it could be self-harm, it could be a marking, it could be a tattoo, uh, we just don't, we don't know what it is. But I, that is what I, my mind went to, too. My, my mind first went to Zaz. Um, oh god. That's like yes. the first thing that I yeah. saw. What is she marking her arm for? My thought was at first really bad of like what if it's the number of patients that she has driven insane and like into killing themselves. But then like on the flip side, what if it's the number of patients that she has tried to help but couldn't and they ended up killing themselves. Right. And she's punishing herself for that. Like that oh. Ouch. And then, like, she wrote a note to Billy from the look of it, and then, like, looked like she wanted to jump out the window. 
Right. Yeah, the, uh, the window thing, we don't know what that's about either. So whatever it is, it seems like she has some sort of mental problem herself. Maybe that's why she has the the um, lion's arm. That could be self-harm. It could just, all of this could be just related to a mental illness that she has come through. And she's, but uh, does that make her vulnerable to sort of Billy's cult that he seems to be building? And is she just going to be sort of like Vanessa where she finally just flips and sort of joins him in using her powers of psychology to like help him build this little cult. I have a feeling we might be heading that direction, which could be interesting. Honestly, I'm really glad that they haven't turned her into some sort of like redemption, romantic love arc for Billy. I I Mm. really, I'm glad that they haven't done that. I don't think it's necessarily, yeah, no, I don't think they're going to treat her as a redemption arc, but I, I do do think that there is a possibility of love or some, some form of like romance there, uh, and, and that he, he may see her as his way out and she may see herself as a way of, um, helping him, loving her to be a way of helping him. And that's not a healthy view of things. Um, so yeah, it's all very, all still early in the plot. All still early in the plot. I don't know where they're going with all that. Um, so, uh, I think badass moment of this episode uh, is punishment. Anything in the weight room. <laughs> anything in the weight room for sure. And and all of all of us who've spent some time in weight rooms, um, these are things we I fantasized think, about that sort of thing. Well, yeah, no, no not I don't know about fantasized. I would go say oh. feared, like. Weight rooms are scary. There's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of big metal things that if you even just trip and fall, you can break your face. And, right? and, and using all those items as weapons is so crazy. Uh, when he threw that kettlebell at the guy's face, that was insane. Oh god! Yeah, when he punched the guy's knee with the twenty pound dumbbell. Oh, gross! It's all so <laughs> right? gross. All so gross. Oh man. Oh god. And then just the like using the uh, the barbell as. Uh, as a stick to like choke the guy against the other the other rack, yeah, like kicking the guy into the other barbell that's that's on the rack, and him like it, that crunch sound as his neck just folds over it and he falls down. Oh, like, oh. So crazy. My my favorite though uh, was not even weights related. It was just when he punched the guy in the nuts. Then grabbed him by the jaw, full handed, mouth hand yep. in the guy's mouth, grabbed him by the jawbone, and, and just, just threw his face on the threw ground. his face into the ground. <laughs> that was the start of the fight. Too. Yeah, it was the very beginning. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And that's the guy he ends up punching with the weight until he's oh, bloody pulp too. That guy, like when when he gets into. Like that's the last guy, you know. It's, it's like yeah, the final the first, showdown first with and him. Last of the of the fight. When he gets into that that sort of situation where the guy actually like is finally, you know, not being blindsided or surprised by it, like Frank goes to kick him in the, in the stomach, and he just bounces off. The guy's like, eh, whatever. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it made me think of. Um, do you remember the 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 Punisher movie with uh, Thomas Jane in it? Ah, uh, very vaguely. There was a big blonde guy played by Kevin Nash. His uh, his character is from the comics called The Russian. Punisher comics have such silly, like, The Mennonite, The Pilgrim, <laughs> The Russian. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's bad. But uh, The Russian is, like, 
super jacked bodybuilder, human cyborg, you know, like just a bad deal, uh, a bad thing to have to fight. And I think that they were kind of trying to go kind of like an homage to that with this, with that fight scene. Because it's you know it's all Russian bodybuilders that he's right. or not, maybe not bodybuilders but powerlifters at least yeah and uh, possibly possibly yeah. or or it's just where's a, where's an interesting place for the Punisher to beat up a lot of people <laughs> a weight room where there's a lot of heavy metal things to do yeah oh gosh such creative choreography in these fight scenes I love it yep yep and like deflecting the barbell with the with the weight plate like as a shield like similar to uh to tr- uh, the fight with um Achilles and Hector in Troy yeah i was like oh my god this this is a crazy fight scene like the whole time i was just like oh oh shit ah i loved it and i hated it so gross so gross it's crazy that this episode can have such a brutal like action scene that that makes you react so much but then also has such emotion in it from the bad guys and has a silly montage where our teen runaway <laughs> dresses up as madani and pretends to be agent yep. madani in the mirror like the, yep. all three of those th- tones exist in this episode <laughs> flawlessly one of one of my favorite funny moments in this episode was when he walks in and she's like did that go really good or really bad? Because you see him covered <laughs> in blood. Two thumbs up. He gives this most ridiculous two <laughs> thumbs up I've ever seen Frank Castle give. <laughs> Given who he is, that thumbs up is like the best thing. I died. Oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah, it was great. All right. Well, this was a wonderful episode. Um, we're, we're, we're coming to an interesting place. Uh, we're still building this Billy Russo storyline in the background. He looks like he's b- going to build an army of some sort. He's got this uh, sort of Project Mayhem sort of plan <laughs> putting in place. Um, and 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 the rush we're kind of sort of unraveling this Russian storyline. So I don't know. Lots more lots more interesting things to come. I think uh, we're going to go watch episode six. I think. Oh, we forgot to mention in this one. Turk Barrett. Oh yes, seeing Turk. Turk. Turk was like, a lot of first, fun. I thought I legit thought he was gonna get Turk killed. Oh, <laughs> I didn't do. I was so worried. I yeah. was so scared for Turk. Me that's that's three people. That's me, you and Alyssa all thought that separately that he was gonna get Turk killed. <laughs> like I know that Turk's been in every every series season of all the shows so far, but we're coming to the end of the Netflix series, and I was like, "Are they going to kill Turk?" Oh, like, no. oh no! Because the, the way he like brings him back into life and sends him into a really dangerous situation, I was just like, oh, "Turk, why did you decide to go back in there? Why didn't you just say no?" And, and he and he knows Turk so well; he doesn't offer him. He doesn't try to scare him into it. He offers him money. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's a big payday, Turk. Big payday. So bad. Oh, oh, man. I'm all about that life. Um, that, that scene in the car, <laughs> yep. Punisher takes on sort of a different persona, and it's really funny. He's like, he's like, hell no. I think Turk says, oh no. And he, no, he goes, says, oh hell no. Yeah, and he goes, oh hell yeah. He like, he gives this really <laughs> funny delivery of his, his, Punisher says, oh hell yeah. Like, just really funny line, way of delivering the line that was not as, Oh hell yeah! I don't know. It just—it was really a good decision. I liked it a lot. Good choice. This episode was just really, really great. 
in in all parts, uh, like whoever wrote and directed, like the writing directing team of this episode was phenomenal. I want more of them. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have got to wrap up and go watch our next episode. Uh, hit us up at mcucast.com or all the socials, mcucast on all the places. And, uh, if you'd like to support the cast and get these Punisher episodes faster than you get them in the regular feed, we drop them once a day in regular feed. We drop them as soon as we get them recorded and edited in the Patreon feed. So if you support us on Patreon with as little as a dollar, you get full access to the Patreon. So go check it out. Um, we never post more than one episode a week and uh or on pay, you know one uh one paid post per week so basically <laughs> if you support the cast you won't be paying more than once a week um and if we if we do eight episodes like we're going to end up doing this week uh you still only pay once um uh, so check it out um we would love if you would come support us thanks so much peace until next time true believers